And we are recording. For part uh, of two. Yes, of, part Diego of two. Of the anime Secret Santa. Welcome back. Or welcome for the first time. I have no idea what order you're listening to these in. Yeah, you mentioned you want to listen to the uh, Diego review. It's true. Although I highly recommend if you just, if you came in here just wanting to do that, that you go listen to our other podcast on My Neighbors, the Yamadas, because yeah. that was pretty fun. That was a good review, and that was a good thing. And uh, he also pointed out this is our fifth anniversary of the podcast. It is. Our first official non-went-bad-or-lost recording that was published was in December 2011. Yes. And if you haven't listened to that, or you haven't listened to that in five years, and you feel like talking about A Christmas Carol, I'd go back there and listen. Yeah, see see how, see if we've improved. We probably have. Let's hope, I hope to God we have. If not, um, God help us. Well, you know, you get, like, I think there's almost a bell curve of, oh, we got better, oh, we've been doing this for so long, we're getting a little lazy. I mean, we've, no, we've definitely gotten lazy. But I, th- I think we might have gotten better conversationally at podcasting, I hope. Probably. I mean, we've both pointed it out before. We have a, it's actually, actually a really interesting phenomenon, because Vincenzo will come here a little early, and a lot of times, like, there'll just be a certain point where both our voices will tone up, getting ready for our theatrical <laughs> speaking like our, you can start hearing us all through the house and slightly clearer speech, slower and more enunciated, if only barely, ever so slightly that you know non-family uh, members can understand what I say. Just yeah, you just gotta just throttle it back a little, a little bit, just just a wee bit. You still have to have that Vinny tone in there, of course. So I uh, first I wanted to. I wanted to actually, like, I know there are many of you out there who are listening to us who don't necessarily participate in the Anime Secret Santa. But Thank you for things. being our, our our regular listeners. Thank you. But some of our regular listeners either participate or run it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I assume that uh, everyone listens to Anime Podcast also runs an Anime Podcast. <laughs> but I did want to read the blurb I got, like, and it's, it's pretty much the same blurb every year, I think. I don't quite remember. It might have some minor rewrites. But, um, so you, you put in your, you, you put in your, your name for the thing, and then at a certain point, you get an email that tells you who you have, and you look at their list, you try to figure out things that they'll want to see. You pick three main ones, and you pick a, a few backups. And you are encouraged to write a little bit of reasoning why you pick these and not just leave them completely in the dark. Um, and then you send those in, and then the reverse thieves look at everything to make sure you're not a fuckwad, and then send them out. I think the fuckwad part is probably important. I don't, I don't know what, what that means here, honestly. Well, I would think that they're going to look through and be like, no, he said no fan subs, you moron, or... I don't know if they have that much time. I don't know. I don't have any particular clue on the level of participation on this. There's no way to know. Nope. Uh, no, that's not true, because they send out a list. And yeah, they, they post a list of everything like that. So, I'll count this year. But yeah, it's like a hundred some of the people. Jesus. 
All right, so maybe the, like, I have to imagine that there there's some. Otherwise, what would be the time delay? Just because organizing all the spreadsheets. I guess. And maybe maybe double checking. I don't know. That, they, there's no way they can double check a list. No. There's too many people. In any case, so then you get your email. Uh, this year they went out on November eighth, which I thought was a very nice time span. Yeah. Because looking at it, you're not supposed to be assigned anything more than twenty twenty five episodes. Yeah, they take the the hard line is twenty six. So my the so the the email has is as follows. Santa has broken into your home, consumed your sacrificial offering of milk and cookies, and deposited three boxes under your tree. Pick at least one of your boxes, then watch and review that show. My particular picks this year were Hitsugi no Chaka, Chaka Coffin Princess, seasons one and two, which you're allowed to do if they're short seasons. Yeah. Uh, Helsing Ultimate, and Howl's Moving Castle. Now, this was almost like a reverse gift of the Magi this year for us. Since I know one of Vincenzo's thoughts were like, we worked so hard and Diego is going to pick this season, this big, like, lengthy show, so I'm going to pick a movie. And I thought to myself, man, Vinny's going to pick something big and long, and I haven't seen Hell's Moving Castle, and it's from Ghibli, so it should be awesome, so I'll pick that one. And then we're like, hey, and we both pick something short from Ghibli Studios. Yes. But two, but, but I, th- I would say the two different strong directors. True, and it was amazing. Like Ghibli has earned their fucking name. Yes, yeah. That, the, the reason why they're the, the only studio people know out of Japan. So I got, I picked Howl's Moving Castle. Yes, because mostly Helsing Ultimate scared me. <laughs> really, I don't know what it is. Like I know kind of, and I know I have some stuff. No, I have Vampire Hunter D to watch. Yes, I don't have anything from Helsing. No. Um, you might have some manga sitting around, that predates me. I didn't, I didn't put that here, if, I, if that's, if you find that. Fair enough. Um, but, uh, so we picked, I picked Howl's Moving Castle. Yes. Um, very briefly, Howl's Moving Castle is based on a children's or young adult's book series of the, of a similar name. I think that, like, the name is condensed from all the different titles. But it is about... A young woman who is cursed by a witch and goes to live with a um, wizard and his family of weirdness. And it's just a very fairy tale-esque story um, taking, which in the background has two nations at war. Yes. And it's, uh, the imagery is very past but steampunky. It, yeah, this, I, I feel like I'm like, watching this like, oh yeah, this is definitely like peak steampunk time period. I, I don't know about that. Which is like was 2004, definitely. I feel like. Where, like. It mixes into that steam, like when steampunk was still very popular. The interesting part is, I think a lot of that is Miyazaki's choice because from what I, the little I read, it seemed like they changed the design of where Howell lived. Yeah, he moved it to like a more like 19th century aesthetic. Right, because it was just supposed to be a castle. Yeah. 
Like a big black castle. Yeah, that move, but it's, it's the whole world kind of steampunky. Absolutely. Like, and, yeah, like in the way that they fight their war. Yeah, like European, like Europe, 19th century Europe. Because, like, the people and the towns are fantastical. Um, but when you come to, like, the weapons and methods of war, it's a cross between really disgusting magic and steampunk. Like, yeah, like World, like, like world War One, Crimean War kind of stuff. But, um, interesting side note, apparently, in the book series, Howl is a human from Earth, but he, and that's where one of his doors opens, but the other doors are from two, like, from another world entirely. So, like, he's from Wales, and he just visits those other worlds. So, interesting. You said this is, like, so I guess, yeah, I have not read the book, but this is a very different, this sounds very different than the book. And just, uh, as a, I guess as a background, and I can't speak in depth on this, I can only make superficial comments based on the stuff I've read, but I guess this is Miyazaki's kind of protest piece to the Iraq War. Yes. Like, to the, when the United States was invading Iraq in 2003, it angered Miyazaki greatly. He, he's a very distinct anti-war mentality, very pro-environmental like, life, you know, mentality. And, I mean, I'd love to watch... I'd love to go back and watch a bunch of his stuff with that in mind. You should. You should do that. I haven't watched... We've only watched... The, yeah, we, we need to fix this. This is, this is a uh, thing that needs to get fixed. Yeah, I really haven't watched much of Miyazaki. I think you've watched only... Like, I know, for at least for the... Spirited Away. Yeah, we, and we, we haven't done that. That wasn't for this. We've done Cagliostro. Mm-hmm. And we've done this for the... Podcast blog network. Right. And I, I've i seen Spirited Away, but it's been a very long time. Did you say Ponyo? No. Okay. And he did the Fireflies one, too, right? Fireflies. Brave of the Fireflies? No, that was the Sao Takahata, the person who also did uh, My Neighbors the Yamadas. Oh, okay. I have to watch more of him, too, because I'm, I'm really digging that. Yeah. Although, very different emotional tonage, from what I understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Grave of the Fireflies is about the firebombing of Tokyo, and uh, My Neighbors the Yamadas is about a quirky uh, Simpsons-like family. But in any case, so uh, back to the... Ba- back to My Neighbors the Yamada. Ba- ba- no, nope. Back to House Moving Castle. There we go. Done with yours. We're doing mine now. Back to My Neighbors the Yamadas. Stay in there. It's a nice place to stay. Wouldn't it's a not to pick one movie to live in. Which would you rather live in? Definitely that movie. This yeah. movie is weird and makes me fear magic and wizardry. Yes. And government. Like all oh, everything. Fear everything. Live in that little castle. Stay in your safe little bubble. Mm-hmm. And the world has to destroy you. Well, that's Or people will hurt you. That's a little bit of I It was a little jarring. The movie wraps up so quickly and tidily. Yeah. Like, you know, all of a sudden everyone loves everyone, and she's fixed the problem of Howell dying because he he doesn't have a heart. And, oh look, this incidental character from the beginning is actually the prince whose disappearance is causing the war. And, like, a lot of that just felt superficial and not believable. Yeah, the, I, this is I, of the of the Miyagi film that I've seen. I haven't seen. I just, I've seen Ponyo, I haven't, and I had not seen Kiki's Delivery. I feel like this one is kind of flat emotionally. In a lot of places, like the characters are very good, 
but I feel like the story isn't particularly strong. No. Like it could pick like it, it's trying to go a whole bunch of different directions, but it doesn't ever pick one. And from what I understand, even that is strongly pared down from the the books. But I still get what you're saying. One of the best comparisons I saw was maybe not a comparison, but a, uh, a review is someone who read the books and watched this said, "All right, they're basically the author took these characters and and communicated this message about uh, something like class and gender and expectation of ro- expected roles." And then Miyazaki took these characters and wrote about love and loyalty and war. Yeah, and the, there's a few other themes there, like accepting who you are. And but that was there were a couple things that I think were on purpose, but I still wish there would have been clearer. Like her age, because the main character. So we should we should go into actual story of what's ha- what's happened to the characters in this film. I don't know how much to do because like I guess I suppose it's easier plot wise than it was the Yamadas. Yeah, I mean there is a plot and. So, so our main character is, um, like an older, responsible girl. She's 18, 20, somewhere Yeah, there. somewhere between, like, 16 and 20, depending. Whose mother is very flighty, and who feels like she needs to, like, she's a responsible one out of the family, and she needs to work the hat shop, because it was important to her father. And really early on in the... Movie, she runs into Howell, who charms her, and then she is cursed by the Witch of the Waste. And she none, she can't talk about your curse, and she's old now. And she kind of sets out to get that curse broken, but she's not looking for Howell, but winds up with Howell. But she finds Howell because his castle moves. And he has the eternal bachelor pad, and so she hires herself on as the painting lady. But she, he has the eternal bachelor pad. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it struck me struck me as one of our friends' houses whose whose theory is that if you don't clean anything, then no one will ever notice it's dirty. <laughs> like as long as everything's picked up, if you don't clean anything, no one will notice dust. No one will notice the inch oh. of dust on everything. Oh man! Every time I put my finger on something, I get in trouble. I wonder if you do it on purpose sometimes. I don't. I just thoughtlessly run my finger across something, and I'm like, "What are what? you, a mother-in-law? How do I put it back?" <laughs> like a gentle mother-in-law, I would go into people's houses. It's just idle. I'm not even thinking about it. I would, you just make, it's like running your finger in sand. You just yeah. Like, I can make look, happen. Oh look, dust. I just play with it. Right. But in any case. So he has the, the bachelor pad. Yeah. But um, throughout the movie, she, like, after that first burst from her where she's cleaning and she's cursed, she starts fluctuating in age. And they never really talk about it. And I can make some assumptions. Yeah, you can fill in the gaps. I think it has to do with, like, how she, how she feels about herself and but it what she feels that's about it it would have been nice to use a character like there's um the fire demon played by Billy Crystal um it would have been nice to use like him who knew about her curse to like help fill in some of those blanks but they don't address that and therefore I think some of that lesson that you should learn to accept who you are is lost see I I got that fairly clearly through her with the, I guess I, I I watched in Japanese, but they, they never really address that curse. But I guess you pick that you know you can 
when you read like either Wikipedia about what the themes are, you'll connect what's going on there. Well, I mean, that's just me interpreting, mm-hmm. so obviously it's not so far gone that I can't see Yeah, it. you're able to interpret it, but... I just think it would have been, if it's really that important of a lesson, to have a couple sentences of dialogue. And, and you do get the sense that it is an important lesson that you're trying to teach in the movie, because mm-hmm. you have her interaction, you have Hal's interaction, how he feels about himself. And, and then the other, other problem related to that isn't... It's kind of just superficially related to that, as I felt... And you might not, because I watched, I just watched the English version, mm-hmm. and the, I know in the Japanese version, she's always played by the same character. Yes. But in the English version, there's a young her and an old her, and old her is so much better than young her in terms of voice talents that it's just jarring, and you're just like, no, be old again. Yeah, that didn't come up because, again, if it's, it was one voice actress in the Japanese version. So, yeah, like Gene Simmons is her old voice, and she does a great job. Not not Gene Simmons, a different... Yeah, <laughs> Not tongue out talking about killing grandmas or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think... Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale was Howell. Uh, Lauren Bacall was the Witch of the Waste. Billy Crystal was this fire demon, and Blythe Danner um, was the head wizardress, Madame Sullivan. Yeah, for the nation. Right. I mean, and then, oh, yes, as was pointed out by my wife, Liliana Mummy was also in My Neighbors, the Yamadas, um, is in this as a very bit role towards the beginning. So, you know, she's in everything, which means Bill Mummy. We can connect to Bill Mummy. And if Bill Mummy has ever acted with Kevin Bacon, we're, we're in the money for that game. I'm sure it'll get close. We'll have to figure that out someday. There we go. But, um... So, yeah, there's... The, so, some of the... Like, Billy Crystal, frankly, wasn't selling, selling me Fire demon this. I, 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 I kind of want to go back and watch the... Um, the Japanese track? Yeah. I mean, it was a Disney thing, so they were going to try and get some... Yeah, this is also after they had, they had gotten an Academy Award for Spirited Away, so they were pulling out all the stops on this one. But, um... So, in the midst of all this, you have Howl, who disappears from the castle for days at a time, and is... Basically thumbing his nose at both militaries from both nations, confusing and distracting and delaying them. Yes. Because they're intent on attacking each other. And for what we find out is the disappearance of a prince, but I don't know that that was made very clear until the end. I, yeah, that, I think it might be like a passing line in like the beginning somewhere. Right. Um, that's just one of the many... But you don't even know where there's a really a war going on strongly at the beginning of the movie, so you might not pick up on that. Right. It's, there are some weak points in the plot. Um, and the, the two of them, um, our main character, uh, Sophie, Sophie, and Howell, fall in love fairly quickly. Yeah. And he is transforming into a bird to do these things, and apparently that's a no-no because it's harder and harder to transform back the more you transform into a bird. Say your magic rules, you know. Or one of these standard magic like systems of oh you you use magic it's harder to not use magic. 
So, um, and then we find out that the thing that powers his house, this fire demon, is tied to him because he felt sorry for it when it fell to Earth and was going to die as a kid and gave it his heart. And therefore he doesn't have a heart, so he's forever emotionally stuck as an adolescent. Like we all are. Yeah, really, we're the ones who are doing an anime podcast, so we've made clearly the uh, right choices in life. I don't remember giving my heart to a demon, but maybe I wouldn't. Maybe that's one of the rules. Just remember back. Uh, and like we said, the, towards the end, Sophie figures out how to restore his heart without killing the demon, which is never really portrayed, except that she just sticks his the demon in his heart, and then, then it's free. Yeah. Don't really know how that works, but... And uh, the Witch of the Waste, who has been depowered at this time, kind of is just a depowered little old lady. Yeah, that kind of, that's kind of a weird, like, she was a major figure for the first half, and then... All of a sudden, she's she gets, harmless. Yeah, as soon as she's depowered, she's just a side character there, mm-hmm. who's harmless. and sort of, Mostly harmless. She does still cause a little bit of mischief. But it's just mischief, it's not like... She's not an imposing threat in the world. Absolutely anymore. not. She has no power. Yeah, she's, she's you know a ground riddled with dementia at that point. And you just have like yeah, so everything works out just fine and dandy. The war is over. The castle, which has been destroyed at this point, is restored in a different form. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything's just coming out Millhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, I mean the stuff like that about that of the movie for me is the visuals and the music. It's a, it's a fairy tale, so the story's never going to be too complex. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also based on a young adult novel, so... Which it might have flowed better as a young adult story with with that you know, that scale of storytelling. Perhaps. It felt just a, bit, a little bit too long. Yeah, it was a little too long, but it also could have... Either a little too long or a little too short. I don't know which one. Right. And, I mean, if it was going to be longer, it needed to be more. split. Yeah, it needed to be more... It needed to beef up the story a little bit and beef up the world. But the visuals... Okay, so this is what I'm thinking, and you're probably going to agree with me wholeheartedly, but um, I don't feel the animation was... like, great. I feel the animation was solid. Yeah. But the, the, the depictions that they're showing you, like the huge scenes and the complexity of the town... All very, very well done. Beautiful detail. Like, I can't, like, with, with every other Miyazaki film, he's always, like, one scene. You can always be, like, where they, you know, he, he poured his heart and soul into, like, that one magnificent, you know, s- soaring scene or something. I never felt that. And I can't, I don't, and I don't feel, yeah, there's no, like, thing I, I would just show, and that scene to someone to be like, this is why you need to see this movie. Right, no. I don't. Like, and there were some scenes that were supposed to be more important to me that felt lacking because I didn't feel like, the heart was in the animation, like when Howl is a bird and is at the first scene, like thwarting the enemies. I didn't really feel much. Yeah, because you also point out what's going on there. The world trying to like contextualize what's happening and right get story. Although the other side of this is that I know that um, my wife came in like halfway through and she. She just sat down and started watching. She had seen it years ago. She doesn't remember anything about it. But it's an easy enough movie to just sit down and be like, okay, this is what's happening. But yeah, it's also the, the, the story is thin enough and you can just jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the animation I don't feel was 
awesome, but the, the, the detail work was amazing. It's great, but it's one of those, like, it's still, like, especially if you've seen other Miyazaki films, it's sort of like, yeah, it's a movie. And then you have, um... The music was really good. That, I think that's the, the strongest part of this film is, is the soundtrack, I think. It was it was a really solid soundtrack. I enjoyed it. And I... I, I enjoyed the movie. I just felt like... It had weaker points. See, the difference in the two things we've watched for Anime Secret Santa is that My Neighbor the Yamadas wasn't trying to be anything more than what it was. Yeah, it was, it's just a, it's just like maybe the best comic strip movie. Right. Whereas this is really trying hard to be something and not quite it. It's trying to like teach you about accepting who you are and anti-war and love and all these other things and it's kind of getting halfway, three quarters away on all of them. Right. Um, and I felt like, yeah, there's just there's just a whole bunch of things, like, that didn't ever get developed well. Like, her relationship with her mother. Like, her mom comes back halfway through the movie and betrays her for, I don't know, a husband, I think. Yeah, but, I don't know, the, the, the stakes aren't in this film. Right. And like, it's a film that has stakes. Mm -hmm. but, you're never, but the audience is never privy to them. Right, and when you have... Like, magic fixes everything, is what it's trying to really, seems like it's trying to. It's some part of it, or like, emotion, like, positive emotion fixes everything. Right. And I just Which is some driver of magic. Definitely. So it's, it's, I think the best character in the thing is Howell. Yeah. Who, who they, the tone for that character lands. Like, he's, he's really just a giant adolescent. He doesn't want to fight a war. He's avoiding it. He's avoiding it like a kid would avoid it, though. So he's he's sending he's sending Sophie in to be his mom and tell him he's too cowardly to fight. And he there's a scene that I felt like they needed to develop more, and they never developed it more because there's only so much time. But where Sophie after Sophie cleans, she messes with all his bathroom potions, mm -hmm. and his hair ends up being red. And that's when you realize how superficial Hal is. Yeah. Like, he wants to end his existence because his hair is... Well, he's, he's 15 years old. Right. And, like, that is the most 15-year-old thing someone can say. Right. He just, like, lays down and gives up on life because his hair is the wrong color. Which I have heard people, like, you know, I'm sure if you go onto MySpace somewhere, <laughs> you go into, like, the archive of MySpace in the same year, right. you can find someone say that exact thing. I, I, I believe it, but, like, that's, like, stuff like that landed more home to me, and, like, I felt like the the characterization there was just, like, it added a little nice little comic relief, and it it loaded the character down well with that, which really ran counter. That's much more in keeping with the book, and, like, in the book, he does that, from what I understand, he, he spends two hours a day in the mornings in the bathroom... And he's a huge womanizer, and that's why he's out of the castle all the time, is because he's going around sleeping with lots of women. Well, the wars, and is the, from what I understand, the wars wasn't is in the book at all. That was a pure creation. I'm not sure. I think it might be. Okay. But but it's not as important. Like, he goes to find, like, the prince, and that's one of his missions. But he, like, that, that part of him, he doesn't go and nobly turn into a bird and try and, like, thwart both sides. That's not there. That's, like, 
they've converted the character, but only halfway. Yeah, it's, it's all these like, weirdly like half-baked elements to it. I feel like if it wasn't by Hayao Miyazaki, we might not be talking about this film right now. Like, to an extent, we're like, oh, yeah, that was a decent film, but... Probably not, and I think because it's Miyazaki, it has the cult following it does, between that and Disney. Yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't have gotten a dub with Christian Bale and these great actors if it wasn't done, if Disney didn't have that attachment to it. Right, and I mean, he did his best, but it felt like maybe he was trying to turn... There might have been too, it might have been too many irons in the fire. Yeah. And I mean, the, the film did well worldwide, you know, particularly acclaimed and everything. Sure, and I'm not going to tell you not to see it. I think that it's it's good enough to see. Yeah. I just don't... It's I Having not seen any other real things about Seth's Theater Way, which I barely remember, I'm going to go on a limb and say it's really not his best work. It's, no, I mean, you've seen at least oh, two wait, other no, films. I've seen, I've seen Ca- Castle Carrie. Yeah. Show. Which is sort of the uh, other end of his career. Right. And, I mean, I get what he's trying to do. I mean, I respect... I thought you read some of Nausicaa, though. Or you cracked that open. I see how it is. No, I haven't read it yet. Okay, I thought you were like... Well, he also wrote that. Okay. He, like, he wrote the book. Like, he wrote and he wrote and drew. No, I haven't read it yet. Okay, well, we'll have to do that in the movie. There's one podcast. I'm saying it now. We are doing a Nausicaa podcast, book and movie. Good, I'd love to get that off my, my conscience. Get that off your conscience, finally. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna review that comic and review the movie that that's that's based that that's based on it. He keeps on looking to the bookshelves behind him where he sees it prominently displayed. Well, it's like <laughs> the biggest thing on that shelf. Absolutely, I have it right next to the DSM four. Textrify, and it is bigger than the DSM four. Which, for those of you who have seen the DSM four, no, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, if it's in, it's in two hardcovers. It does. And I've been told that there's lots of, like, full-page splashes. So yes. it's not really as long as it seems. It, it, it reads very <laughs> fast. But I, I will I will look forward to getting yeah. that off my conscience. But in the meantime, that's... I, I would watch it if you haven't. I would be really surprised if you haven't. I I know why I haven't. I hadn't seen it before. It's one of those, like, I've always heard. It's like, it's an okay Miyazaki. It's like, I've got other things to watch that I haven't seen. Well, I've seen pieces of it before. And I think that I had seen, like, 10 or 15 minutes and went, nah, I'm not interested, and did something else. Well, this is one of those things of, like, oh, that's where that character is from for me a lot of times. Because I've seen people call Thea Sophie and call Thea's Hal. Okay. For the past, like, 12 years now. Turnip head? Yeah. I think I've, I think I've seen people call Thea's turnip head. But, so, you, you've got that going. Um, but, no, I find myself, I'm, a, I'm much more forgiving when I have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, because you have to watch it. It's like, well, I'll find the good thing and the bad things. Right. I feel like you're both more forgiving and more critical. Well, yeah, because I can't get away, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should do a Miyazaki thing next year. No, I'd really enjoy watching more of his stuff. Like, I've never seen Kiki's Delivery Service, but I've heard about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, she's literally the only Japanese director, I think, who people know. And I totally, like, I want to rewatch. I haven't gotten to watch the Blu-ray version that you got me. From um, Castle <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. That's a fun. That's another fun, like pop in, relax movie. Yeah, it's 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 just it's, it is. Yeah. it exists. So that's the opposite of uh, Lupin from uh, Fujikomine. It really is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the person who gave me this, I I still appreciate it because I haven't seen enough Miyazaki, and now I have 
at least like a couple things to, to base. You've got a framework to build with now. Um, and it definitely it has its redeeming qualities, and I absolutely get why you assign it to me. Looking at my other stuff, because frankly, this is a little bit of a gap. <laughs> it's, it's it's a little bit of a gap. I think it's it, even with even if you weren't an anime person, I feel like this is a little bit of a gap of what. It's also in like a fantasy kind of like. I feel like it's a safe bet too, right? Yeah. Like like it's pretty. You can't hang. It, it's the worst you can. The worst sin this film can commit is not being. It's it's sin is well, it's not great. You think that was my out? Like my is this my safety school? I think we both took our safety schools. Because <laughs> like I don't know anything about my other two, but like I, I vaguely know what the world of Helsing is like. And well, it's like got vampires and Nazis, right? I don't know anything about the... Um, Second Coffin Princess. That thing, yeah. Um, but I think I, cho- I think I chose my safety school. I think we both did, and it's like, yeah, but this is not important to see these films, and there's enough meat on both of them to talk about. Absolutely, as we've proven. Um, but thank you again for taking the time to look at my rather weird list and... Make suggestions. Well, it's got a little more normal now. I feel like it's. I round out every like every this, anime secret. This slot, I feel like, is a normal normalizer. I feel like no, my, neighbor, some... my neighbors, the Yamada, are sort of like the still weird outside orbital thing. Right. I don't even know what would be like that to watch. The only other thing is, is his ne- is the next one he made after that that came out like three years ago in the same style, but that's much more mythology film. Um, what are the things that are like watching other, like, comic strip movies? Alright. But, uh, thank you again, and thank you to the Reverse Thieves, uh, for making this happen. You guys do amazing stuff, and I can't even imagine the level of work it takes to do this. You must really, really love what comes out, and you must love it, because I know you don't have the time to listen to all of these. Well, I think we're one of the few people who do the podcast of it. Most people are just writing. Yeah. It's probably easier to plow through. See, I don't know. I find it a lot harder to... Well, this is time-consuming. This is time-consuming, but it's easier for me to, to at least, like, talk my thoughts out mm-hmm. than it is to put them to paper. Uh, I did both. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well. Good luck. I've, I've gotten better at this. Yeah. I was really crappy at this to start. I hope I've gotten better at this. But in any case... um. Where this is going to be the last podcast you'll listen to from us in 2016. Unless you listen to Out of Order. Unless you go so, back and like listen to like our um, media movies of 76 episode. Or, or any of our radio plays every Halloween for the last three years. Is that, is that it? I thought we did four. Maybe four years. I think it might be four. Either way, they're entertaining. Uh, uh, we're going to record one more Battlecast before the end of the year, but that you won't. That won't come until if we're recording it like the 29th. And we're gonna we're gonna ride the battle past pretty hard the first few months of the year. Yeah, we might. You might see like we might do two of those for every one other episode. Cause uh, there's a lot of good shit going on in the season, and we want to deal with it. Yes. Um, and we will return sometime in the first quarter of the year with our being in better geeks. Neither one of us has progressed too far. We've kind of stalled out of both of those, because I think just, it's been... The, this last quarter's been pretty busy. They always are with us. There's, yeah. There's always... Like, but also, like, you got married, and yeah. other, like, life things happen. Yes. Between the podcast and holidays and marriages. Yeah. Um, December's always busy, and then, you know, you had the whole wedding thing in November. Gosh, it's, yeah. It's all about you. Shit on me for getting married. It's all about you, and you're, oh, no, I gotta get married in November. 
I'm glad you acknowledge that it's all about me. <laughs> That's a big step for you. I believe the voice I did made it very clear. I don't actually believe it's all about no, you. I'm reading the letter of your speech. Slash sarcasm. <laughs> I sarcasm tagged that whole statement. But in any case, thank you all again, since this is our last podcast of the year that you'll hear. Thank you all again for listening to us. It makes it a whole lot more entertaining than even though a handful of people hear what we have to say. Yes, for some reason about like 100 people listen to this these episodes, and I don't know why. But we appreciate that, and we hope we continue to be entertaining the next year. We encourage you to reach out to us in the many ways you can reach out to us. And give us some feedback or make some suggestions on what you'd like to see us talk about. Yeah, you could uh, you know, send us an email at agcblog.gmail.com. Visit our website at www.allgeeksconsidered.com. You can tweet at us. Uh, I am DM underscore AGC. And I am uh, Vinny at AGC. And you can comment on wherever you get our podcast from on iTunes or whatever. But probably podcasts on the website. I don't I don't look at the other places. But every once in a while I look at iTunes just to see if anyone's, you know. Anyone's rated us. We name? still don't have enough ratings to have an official rating. Oh uh, yeah, Co- please go on to iTunes and give us a rating. It just takes five of you. I swear. <laughs> Unless that many of you hate Apple. And I, I respect that. I know you don't. I know how you listen. I respect it. I don't agree with it. I know, I know how they listen. Oh, so they're all listening. Oh, come it's on, like, then. It's like 40% Apple. Rate it. <laughs> we ask you for so much. <laughs> we don't ask you for much. We ask you for podcast ideas and rating us on iTunes. Yeah. Really, if you had to pick one, just rate us on iTunes. Yeah, we can come up with all kinds of crap. Oh, we it really, <laughs> honestly, we have, we have more ideas than we know what to do with. And it just it, it falls on us to just lay it down and say, okay, I guess we're going to do this next. Yep. Oh, keep an eye out for our great hot dog tour of New Jersey coming in 2017. Yes, it will. It may happen finally. Maybe. But again, and I'll, I'll take this one um, to wrap up from all of us here at All Geeks Considered to all of you at home. Have a Go fuck yourselves.
I'm not afraid.